Hi, and welcome back to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people. And I'm your host, Rosie Gibbs. Today I have with me my friend, Dina. Dina is a first-time mom to a five-month-old, and she's here today to talk about her experience since she's had her baby. Um, Dina, why don't you go ahead and maybe introduce yourself, and then we can just dive right into the birth story. Sure. Uh, my name's Dina, <laughs> and um, I have my beautiful daughter, five months old, Avery. She was my second pregnancy, but my first delivery. And uh, she is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> she she absolutely makes me smile through all the things in life. And that's, you know, one of the great things about her. But um, she was also a splendid utero baby. Like, in utero, she <laughs> mm-hmm. was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty sick for the first 18 weeks. But then after that, everything was pretty smooth sailing. And uh, other than she didn't want to come out. <laughs> I did not want an induction. She was comfy. Yeah, I did not want an induction, and I'm older mom. I was uh, 37 when I had her and Mm -hmm. turned 38 a few days after she was born, and uh, so they didn't want me to wait around too long. Right. So I fought the induction, but um, after I hit 40 weeks, it was, I was off work, and I said, well, let's get this going, Mm -hmm. and so I agreed to the induction. We went in at 7 a.m. I had gotten my first dose of miso around like nine, ten o'clock and just bounced away on a ball telling my husband, you know, we're going to be here for a while. So you might as well just get comfortable, get your snacks out, <laughs> do your thing. Um, they came and checked me around two and I was uh, only about dilated one to two, mm-hmm. but contracting too much. So I couldn't get another dose of miso. Mm. They came back an hour later. Contractions had kind of piddled out. They gave me my second dose of miso and then things ramped up real quick. <laughs> and she was born three hours later. Wow. After three pushes. So, Impressive. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things. I went in wanting to have um, kind of the closest to natural birth I mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. as far as like few interventions. Mm-hmm. So I did the nitrous, um, was doing really well through the contractions, but then there was no break in between them. It was just one yeah. on top of the other. So I, I tapped out. I said, give me an epidural. <laughs> and they're like, well, she's busy right now, so you need to wait. You're I like, said, okay. excuse me? <laughs> I said, okay, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> and um, and then Mari came in, and she tried the epidural. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was not successful because of a previous back surgery I had had. Mm. Um, but we didn't really have time to keep trying because – my water broke and Avery started coming within minutes of the anesthesiologist trying. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, three contractions and boom, she was out. It was one of those things, though, that is everything I wanted until I actually had it. And then uh-huh. I didn't want it. I uh-huh. didn't want it. You're like, okay, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, my uh, labor nurse, she's like, okay, you're going to grab the back Phenomenal of your legs. nurse. Oh, Phenomenal she's amazing. Nurse. She's absolutely amazing. Um, She's like, you're going to grab the back of your legs and mm-hmm. you're going to bear down and push. I said, no, I'm not. I'm scared. I don't want to. <laughs> She's like, you don't really have a choice right, right now. Right. It's and happening. So, yeah. So I did. And and um, and three contractions. Three contractions. For a first delivery. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I was I was amazed. Um, you know, it, it it's almost unheard of, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 
working on the unit, you always hear yeah. those moms that are pushing for hours, and, and I was totally expecting that. Well, and, and I think out the gate, you were expecting to be there for a long time, being that you were being induced, and so yeah. we see it a lot that the first time moms that come in for induction, just it ends up being a long induction. Mm-hmm. And then glad they end up wasn't. in the OR with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that um, it didn't end up that way, and she came quickly yeah. yeah she came very quickly Fast and she and came furious. at a uh, change of shift so all the day shifters and the night shifters that's, all, that's perfect got to meet her yeah i think she just she likes people she likes yeah. to see people she's so, so sweet <laughs> <laughs> she is she is she has been one of the best babies um she sleeps well yeah eating was a bit of a journey for us mm-hmm. breastfeeding mm-hmm. that was a journey that we uh i feel like we've mostly fine-tuned it mm-hmm. at five months She's fed. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. a happy baby. Yeah. <laughs> what know? in the beginning was the most challenging with breastfeeding? I think it was my own idea of what breastfeeding was supposed to be. Bliss. And, yes. In your mind, you're like, hey, I have it's these natural. boobs. They make milk. That feeds my child. Yeah. One mm-hmm. plus one is two. Mm-hmm. And then you get into it and you're like, one plus one is somehow like negative 40. <laughs> How is this not working? Why is this not working? I am physically a freak because my baby doesn't want my nipples. Um, so it, it was one of those things where I'm like, here it is. Take it. Please. And, and yes, they know how to suckle, but right. the whole actual latching portion mm-hmm. is a whole new journey. Yeah. Getting that deep latch to where mm-hmm. they're actually moving the milk. And so it doesn't hurt. And so, yeah. you know... Um, so I saw a lactation specialist a few times, mm-hmm. saw Elsie, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we were on nipple shields for, I would say the first month and a half or two months. Which nipple shields are fine. They're just oh, they're a great. pain in the ass. They absolutely are. <laughs> it's not convenient. It's not convenient. You got to wash it every time. Yep. And, yeah. but I mean, if it works, it works. It gets your baby so fed. Absolutely. It's fine. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of a pain. <laughs> it is a pain. And then, you ha- you know, for me personally, I have an amazing husband, but he's not used to hearing babies cry. He's never been around babies before mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. So the minute he would hear her cry, he was like, red alert, we got to do something. Something needs to be done right, right. now. Mm-hmm. So if she was crying while I was trying to get her latched, he'd be like, can I just make a bottle? He'd be like heavy sign, pacing the room. Let me just get you a bottle. Him getting anxious. Yes. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm trying to stay calm for my baby yeah. and for me. And so I don't throttle my husband because he doesn't understand. He's like, I don't get it. I was like, not only is it a bonding thing for me, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much more convenient so down the road. convenient. Yeah. I don't have to find places to wash our bottles. And... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for the first couple of months of life, we were, I mean, it was also winter. So we were locked in um, indoors, mm-hmm. but it was fine. I was like, because I have to do this whole nipple shield thing, and then I ne- I have to have my boppy. I can't just not feed her without a boppy. Like, how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> I have, to have my boppy, <laughs> my I mean, support boppy, my literally. spot on the couch. Yes, my support boppy, my phone with the app. Yeah, yeah. like we got to get all the things going. And that is so far from what I pictured in my head of being like, oh, you just bring your child to your bosom <laughs> and it just feels right and they just get fed and then they're happy and you pat them on the back and they get a little burp and they're even happier. <laughs> it's like, 
You're like, no, that's no, not exactly how it not. goes. No, no. I feel like the struggle of breastfeeding is not... I f- personally like to believe that every mother goes through this. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that anybody talks about. Yeah. My sister had four children. She breastfed all of them. I was yeah. like, well, if she can do it. Like, yeah, I definitely should be able to do this. Right, right. <laughs> but there's no way that it was easy every single time no no there's no way especially not the first time no yeah and um my husband would say you know my sister she just i mean she tried for a few months but they just went to bottles and they just said it was way better and i you know it's like yeah. for them that may have that been was the decision that they wanted to make for them yeah. for me i am not ready to give up on right, this yet right you were determined absolutely and now at five months and now it's... she's yeah she's great at it um like i said we still have some training wheels i have a lot of boob mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like it takes one arm holding her one arm holding it back so she doesn't suffocate mm-hmm. so it's still a two-handed process mm-hmm. i still can't do anything while while you're feeding her. her yeah but i feel like as she gets older and mm-hmm. her muscles get stronger, mm-hmm. she can hold that heft back on her own. <laughs> and, and soon and I will have one arm free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will regain one use of my arm. Yeah. Then, yes. Um, but beyond that, I mean, we did have some weight loss issues when she was first born. Mm-hmm. She was born six pounds, 15 ounces. Little baby. Little thing. 19 and a half inches long. And then... Um, when we were leaving, when you were checking us out, we were, what, 27 hours old? And she had dropped to, like, 6 pounds, 5 ounces. Mm-hmm. She had had a pretty drastic weight loss. Um, but we saw the doctor the next day. She introduced me to this thing called triple feeding, which is just as fun as it sounds. It's, yeah, <clears throat> I know. I did it, too. It, <laughs> Tell us about triple feeding, do you? It's like you take your brain out and just leave it <laughs> on a shelf somewhere. And you come back to it when they start gaining weight. <laughs> like you get just a little about. portion of it back. Just about. <laughs> um, yeah. So the process is you nurse your child. So for mm-hmm. me, it was nipple shield, baby on. Boppy. Nurse, the boppy, the whole nine. <laughs> nurse the baby. Once the baby's been nursed, then you get them a bottle of, you know, two more ounces of formula mm-hmm. or breast milk if you should happen to have it. I mm-hmm. did not. Mm-hmm. So she was breastfed and formula fed from the get. And then once you're done with that, then you pump mm-hmm. for another 15 minutes on each boob. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you do that every two hours. So by the time you're done so with you're it, you get maybe like, not. <laughs> no, no. Like, because you have to wash everything. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, great. I have about 40 minutes before I would do that all over again. Uh-huh. Do I eat? Do I sleep? Do I pee? Mm, sleep. 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 Cry a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard. Triple feeding is very difficult. You know, but it's one of those things that when you're just so determined yeah. to be a breastfeeding mom. Yeah. And it's not that I have any issues with formula. Freaking the bottles are amazing. It's great when I don't have to whip my boob out. But at the right. same time, I know that she is so much more comfortable breastfeeding. Like, yeah. that's a comfort to her at this yeah. point, you know? Um, and for me, it's a comfort. I get to, you know, give sustenance to my baby. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that you can provide. Yeah. Now that they're on the outside. Yes. <laughs> right. So it's a little, it's just a little different type of um, bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and triple feeding, 
it's temporary. Yes, it is. So, I mean, it's it's hard sometimes to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I only did it for like, I don't know, three or four days, and I swear to God, it was a hundred. <laughs> it felt like forever, forever, an eternity. So stressful because then you have to go in for the weight checks. Mm-hmm. Did you do those? Yep. And every single time, you're just so Hoping. anxious, like just please, please have please gained, please have on. gained weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that adds to just that, all of that fear of like having a healthy baby and things like that and something being wrong. Or just letting, like not fulfilling the role you're meant to fulfill. Yeah. You created this <clears throat> child, you birthed this child, now you must feed this child. That's the role you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you don't get there, you just, you beat yourself up over it. Yeah. You know, which in turn, doesn't do good things for your milk supply. No, <laughs> you know? it doesn't. The stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it? Uh, did you do that? Did it affect your milk supply at all? I think that when the triple feeding was going on, it was kind of uh, two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. It was two steps forward in the fact that I was getting my milk supply in. Mm-hmm. We were having frequent practices of breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you lose track of like, oh, when was the last time I drank something? When was the last time I ate something? Yeah. You know, when you do have to choose between getting 30 minutes of sleep or putting something in your mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so once I was able to kind of come up for water, so to speak, mm-hmm. after about a week of doing it, I was like, this is nutso. She's gaining weight. I... I did have, as much as I am for formula, I still had guilt about actually giving her formula because mm-hmm. I wasn't able to provide what I'm supposed to be providing for right. her. That whole mom guilt thing plays oh, in, you know? It's the worst. It really is. It's the worst. And everybody talks about it. but you, Everybody talks about you it. You don't but, know that feeling. Right, and I think you had mentioned that um, it, the mom guilt, it came in like different ways than you expected. Yeah. Not necessarily like, yeah, leaving your baby, sure, but, like, in other ways. Mm-hmm. So what that, I'm guessing, is one of them. Yeah, well, so, yeah, not being able to – I remember just being at the kitchen sink because Avery was crying, my husband's pacing and sighing, and she – I can't get the nipple shield on. And he's like, let's just give her a bottle, and I just broke. Oh. And I'm, like, loading up this bottle just crying. And he's like, oh. what's the – he's like, I'm sorry, what did – you know, what's the matter? Yeah. And I was like – I should be able to feed my child. I just want to breastfeed my child. Yeah. This is just something I want. And then I was like, is it selfish to be wanting this? Like, she's getting fed. She should just be getting fed. No, no, no. This is what we want. You know, yeah. having that back and forth. Yeah. Um, I didn't have mom guilt the first time I left her at home with him. I went out and did my own thing and felt amazing. Great. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. I think she was maybe three weeks old at that point. Uh-huh. And it was just something as simple as, like, running to the store for groceries. Sure. But I was like, I don't feel bad about this at no. all. Like, this is great, having some freedom again. And that lasted for, like, the first hour or so. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get yeah. home. I haven't heard from them. Are they okay? Yeah. The um, anxiousness starts to set in, and you're like, oh, geez, yeah. they need me. They absolutely need me. You know, because <laughs> when you go from it just being you and your husband, and you're kind of used to taking care of those little things for them yeah, that they don't necessarily remember, like, hey, do you still need deodorant? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me pick some up from the store for right. you. 
um, little detail things like that, and then you add this precious human into it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he can't even remember when we need time to get deodorant. Is he going to feed her on time? Is he going to change her on time? <laughs> is she going to be mad that I'm not there? Mm-hmm. And this child mm-hmm. is three weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> like, she barely has her eyes open for 20 minutes know what at a she time. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's still in fine. water world as far as she's concerned, right? Um, but yeah, like the, the breastfeeding thing brought me a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Which I got over. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to. There's only so many things you have control over. Right. As long as you are attempting it, and as long as that's what you want. Yeah. Then you're fine. You're going to be fine. Once it becomes something that it's just too difficult, then then that's time to make a decision like, okay, what am, what am I willing to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a decision that you make as the parent, right? And what's going to be best for the both of you. Yeah. I know that some people, for some, it's um, it's very heavy on mm-hmm. their mental health, breastfeeding. And so sometimes it's taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture of like, okay, maybe maybe I'm just putting too much pressure on myself and we can, it's fine if they have a bottle. But yeah. I was like you. I was, it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there. Look, you can have all the bottles you want when you're old enough to hold them on your own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For right now, this, this is, is the program we are attending. <laughs> this is what you get and you don't have a choice. Yeah. In our house, we say you, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Like, yeah. just take it. I try and tell my seven-year-old <laughs> that and she, she's not a fan. She's not a no, fan. Not no. a fan. Um, so let's circle back to, um, you said that. Avery was your first delivery, but your yes. second baby. Yeah. So how did that affect, like, your pregnancy? Did you have a lot of, like, pre- pregnancy anxiety? And, oh, for and sure. And trickling over into, like, your postpartum, did it? Did oh, that follow sure. along? Yeah. So um, my husband and I have been together for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And we originally decided to actually try to have a kid in uh, 2021. So okay. it was after COVID had hit. Mm-hmm. We had moved back home end of 2019. So we moved back here and then COVID hit. And we were both, you know, just trying to figure that out. And so once that kind of smoothed out, we decided, okay, let's let's try for a kid. And I was diagnosed with PCOS mm-hmm. and was told it's going to be very difficult. I am a bigger girl. It's going to be very difficult for you to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that... Um, it was quite a shock when three weeks after I had my IUD taken out, I became pregnant. Mm-hmm. According to my dates, it was literally three weeks three after weeks. the IUD came out. Here I was pregnant. And um, it was one of those things where one of the nurses one night, I was like, man, I just feel weird. I was like, my uterus feels full. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe you're pregnant. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I think I'm probably just going to start my period, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's been so long because I've had the IUD. It's probably just my right. system getting back into into the, the swing of things. And so I went home that morning because we worked nights. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go lay down. So I laid down. And I woke up that afternoon. And I had a pregnancy test. And I said, well, let's try it. Let's try it. And so before work, I found out I was freaking pregnant. Oh, my god! <laughs> and I was like, they said it was going to be hard. That was not hard. <laughs> that was real quick. <laughs> um, so I wasn't, you know, 
I wasn't even ready for it. And then we let a few weeks go by. We finally got the doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. And um, according to the dates, by the time I got the doctor's appointment, I was about seven weeks along. Mm -hmm. And I went in for my first ultrasound. And they were like, oh, it looks like it's, you know, um, a blighted ovum, I think Mm -hmm. is the the term they use. Um, We see the sac, but we don't see anything else in there. And so I was like, oh, okay. So maybe this is the hard part that they were talking about. Yeah. And so they did blood tests. They waited a week, did another ultrasound, did more blood tests. Um, the blood tests were kind of inconclusive. The numbers weren't jumping one direction or the other. They mm-hmm. were kind of staying where they should, you know, where they were at. And so I went in for the final ultrasound. They're like, oh, yeah, there is a fetus in here, but there's no heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So it was such a roller coaster of like, am I? Am I not? Right, I am, but right, I'm not. And right. here I am, but I'm not. And I was so excited. I had told everybody on the unit, I am pregnant. I am having a baby. Well, when things you work are happening. In labor and delivery, it's just like. It's the realm of it. Absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And they uh, like smell you. Yeah. They smell you well, out. Like, yeah, oh, constantly we're she's like, pregnant. huh? That's weird. You look different. You look different. You look funny. But like I washed not... my hair today. <laughs> yeah. No, you're pregnant. No, no, there's something going on here. Um, so it was one of those things where as soon as, yeah, we're pregnant, it was like, well, I guess not. We're not yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Um, it was more the miscarriage that kind of like physically, you mm-hmm. know, the, the the physical characteristics of what you go through. My body would start and then stop the bleeding process, mm-hmm. start and stop. And so I got a hold of my midwife and I said, I am over this start stop can we, you know, is there something I can do short of going in for a DNC? Because I didn't want to be in my own operating room, no. you know. And uh, she said, yeah, we'll try miso. Mm-hmm. So we took miso, um, purposely took it at night when everybody would be asleep, and I'd just be able to kind of go through this process on my own and not feel like I'm being hovered over. And so miso kicked in. It was probably the hardest 15 hours of my life that I've ever had, like physically going through that kind of pain that, you know, you've never experienced that before. Right. And just knowing like why. Exactly. Why. Yeah. Knowing why. Um, for me, I'm one of those people, I don't cry. I don't mm-hmm. like crying. No, but not that anybody really does, but <laughs> I'm not one of those people that drops tears easily. Mm-hmm. So I didn't for that process. Um, and it was, it was how I processed it was, I don't think it was the correct way to process. I Mm -hmm. feel like there's still a lot of attachments that even now having a successful delivery, Mm -hmm. there's still bridges I need to cross with that unsuccessful one. Right. So when I became pregnant with Avery, it was a year later, I purposely went back on birth control because I was like, I am not mentally in the realm to try this again let's enjoy our summer let's mm-hmm. just get distracted for a little bit and focus on work focus on having fun with my husband again just mm-hmm. the two of us mm-hmm. and then happened again i came off birth control and within a couple of weeks i was pregnant again and i said P- pcos what like <laughs> i was questioning my diagnosis yeah um because they're like there's that's just it's too fast this is they like, say what? this was supposed to be difficult <laughs> um which is great. You know, I, I would love for them to be wrong about something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But from the minute I found out I was pregnant with her, I was petrified. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I didn't like talking about it. I didn't like talking about how scared I was. Because I felt if I put it out there in the universe, if I discussed it, if I processed it out loud, Mm -hmm. that I'd be asking for something wrong to happen. To happen, yeah. So the whole time through the pregnancy, every ultrasound appointment, I don't know how I had low blood pressure because I felt like my heart was pounding, like my my blood pressure had to be through the roof. And every time you hear like, and I just breathe. Yeah. You could breathe. That sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, The first ultrasound we went to for Avery was the nine-week one. Mm -hmm. And then my husband went with me to that one. And I just felt like I hadn't breathed ever before in my life. When I finally heard that that Mm. heartbeat, I just... I started bawling in the room and I was like, oh my God, apparently this was more emotional than I thought it was going to be. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't do this. But I just could not contain myself. It just all came flooding out. Yeah. There, there it is. And and we didn't find out the sex until she was born. I know that was so fun. I love it. I thought it was a boy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people thought it was a boy. I just thought it was a A lot of people, you know, um, I'm glad she is who she is, though. She, you know, that was one of the things I was like, I just, it wasn't that I didn't care. Because believe me, I did care. There were times where I was like, oh, maybe we will just maybe find can out. Check. Maybe we can just check. Maybe we can just, no one yes. will know. <laughs> hold strong. Just hold strong. Um, because there are so few actual surprises in life anymore. Oh and you know, it's like when, when we have those parents walk onto our unit and it's like, well, what are you having? And we don't know. It's a surprise. It's like the, in, not that we don't root for everybody, but the entire team is invested it's in so your fun. delivery. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know. Everybody is rooting. You can do this. You got this. Which again, we do for all of our patients. Right. But it's like a magic in the air. Yeah, it is. And I was like, I want that. It's something, it's just, I don't know. It's just different. It's different, like not knowing what mm-hmm. it's going to be when it comes out. Well, and in my head, I was like, and it's an extra motivation when, like, cards are down and it's time to push and, like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> Let's just get it out so we can find out what it is and what we're going to name yeah. this little creature, yeah. you know? So, and then my husband got to announce to the room, you know, what it was. Aww. We had prearranged that with the doctors and midwives, whoever ended up delivering me, like, I want my husband to, to announce, you know, what the sex is. And it's like, you got one job and you forgot your job. He forgot his job. <laughs> Not necessarily, but he was wrapped up in the moment. Oh, um, no. And Heather, she's like, Chad, what do we have? <laughs> He's like, I have no, I don't know. Oh, we have a girl. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, though. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was definitely uh, cherry on top to what we had ex- mm-hmm. gone through in the last two years, you know. Going from losing a baby mm-hmm. that we so badly wanted mm-hmm. to recovering, maybe not fully recovering. Right. But now it's like I have Avery and it's, you know, I think it's another thing that moms do is like, we'll find time for ourselves eventually. Like eventually, eventually we're going to get there. And right now she's all the medicine I need, you know, mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. I'll probably sit down with a professional and go through my brain because there are things that need to be filed away. (laughs) But right now, 
she brings so much joy. She's your therapy. She really is. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, on a more personal level, it's like since she's been born, my family has just been put through the ringer. Mm-hmm. We've had deaths. We've had illnesses after illnesses. We've had, we've had a lot of heavy things. And mm-hmm. then our unit being shut down. Yeah. You know, I lost. Tragic. More than just a job. You, we, you know, we had family. We had family there. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> she grounds you. She does. Yeah. You know, even if it's two o'clock in the morning and, you know, here we and are you up again. you definitely don't want to be awake, but you just look at them like, yeah. Okay. They look back at you and just smile because they see that you're looking and at you're like, them. <laughs> you're okay. Like, okay. Totally <laughs> worth not sleeping. <laughs> I'll tell you just keep doing that. We'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the mom advice that when I was, when I had my first one was that I would tell myself was that in those hard times, in those tough moments where you're so tired, you don't know when you ate last, you don't know when you peed last, that you never get these moments back. And I think that that's kind of probably what you oh, have for been sure. telling yourself. is like, oh, for even sure. in these hard times, like I just look at her and it's like, okay, it's fine. It's so temporary. I can do this. It's yeah. so temporary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I my sister, as I said, she has four children. Her oldest is 19. And that's the age I was when he was born. And it just puts my mind. I was like, to me, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Yeah. (laughs) But literally a blink. A blink of an eye. And it, and overnight, I'm like, wow. Okay. So you just got to look at everything as you try to have to find that silver lining. Yeah. I may have lost my job, but I get more time with my daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) At a stage where she loves me. Yes. Yes, I know. There's no arguments. Oh, there, you know. Yes, yes. I uh, know. Those and she's arguments. not quite mobile yet, so she's always where I put her. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Oh, yep, she's right, still there. Good. I can run to the bathroom. You're on your play mat. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, so we have, our, we have our good little home routine. Um, and I think, again, back to that mom guilt. It's yeah. like as much as I love being at home with her, there's always a part of me by the time my husband gets home where I'm like, oh, I guess I could have tried to do the dishes. I probably could have dusted with her. I probably could have done more today, but mm-hmm. we just played on the mat all day. <laughs> <laughs> we were here, right here. <laughs> we were here. Yes, I am wearing the same clothes I was wearing this morning when you left. Yeah. There's a good chance I haven't brushed my hair today. <laughs> yeah. Did I brush? I, I brushed my teeth. Though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think we're okay. I think, <laughs> I think the most of the goals have been hit today. I drank water. There yeah. was that. Well, you got to focus. I mean, these precious times and, you know, you don't want to miss anything. No. They change so fast. Yeah. So fast. Even just in the, she'll be five months on Monday. And even in just these five months, (laughs) at her four month appointment, the doctor says she is like 13 pounds. I looked at her and I was like, when did this happen? I have been here every single day. When did you put this weight on? There's no when way did you 13 grow? pounds. When did you grow? Cut I've been out. here every day. <laughs> but, you know, you as much as I miss, like, that newborn stage mm-hmm. already, I miss it. I love the newborn stage. I'm, I'm loving what she's doing. I love she's starting to reach for me when somebody else holds her, mm-hmm. which I love and I hate. Like, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Like, love the attachments that we have. 
Yes. <laughs> but please be content with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Mama needs a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you love it. And at the same time, like, I want her to be so independent, but not from me. <laughs> right. But yes, right. from me. But yes, also from <laughs> but me. But yes, also from me. Yes. It's a hard, it's a hard balance. It is smaller than a tightrope. I know. It really is. Uh, but it is, my mom asked me, she's like, is it everything you thought it was going to be? And I said, labor of love has a whole new meaning to it. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, this is the hardest job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. But it's also the easiest to do as far as willing to put the work in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I haven't showered. Doesn't matter. Let's go play. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or let's, you know, focus on... It's all about Avery. Yeah. Let's try something new. Look at you doing more time on your tummy. You know? <laughs> I'm so proud. It's little things like that. <laughs> the fact that she's working on her giggle and getting, yeah. like, an actual full giggle oh going. Oh, my gosh. Those are so cute. Those first real ones. <sighs> like, belly giggles. Yes. Ugh. Yes. We are we are living in, in that state right now. It's It's so... Everything she does is amazing. Every yeah. time I look at her, I'm like, how are you just this cute? Well, and oh. too, though, like, you literally grew that. Yes. Like, I, t- I still tell my seven-year-old, I grew you. Yes. This made this. I grew this. That's mine. Yes. <laughs> Do you realize you were two individual cells and I created everything? I gave you I the area. <laughs> I gave you that. life. <laughs> Every, literally everything in my body. And you grew an organ. And mm-hmm. I grew mm-hmm. additional organ, organ mm-hmm. yeah. to sustain your, your life. Let's that's a let's not forget that people. Okay, <laughs> women are incredible. The bot the human body is just what it does to create life is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and so after after you got um, home from the hospital mm-hmm. and you guys settled in. The challenges of breastfeeding and all of that, the triple feeding and, you know, doing all of the cleaning of the parts and stuff. How mentally did you handle that? Because it's so challenging and it's so emotional, but. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it is definitely like you think you're up for the challenge. Like, mm-hmm. especially, I feel like especially with that first baby, you are so ignorant <laughs> you're blissfully ignorant you first <laughs> it's like oh that was so cute how you thought it was gonna be this way you're so sweet you're so sweet you're so pretty <laughs> um you know it was it was i'm not gonna lie there were nights like I, the yoga ball if you don't have one get a freaking yoga ball they're not that expensive they are not that expensive and you and your baby and your spouse everybody mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. um it is a fixture in our living room <laughs> at this point <laughs> we have a full-on couch and a recliner uh-huh. and all the other business but it is the other seat uh-huh. um but there has been nights where avery is up in the middle of the night and she's been fed she's butt's been changed She's not even necessarily cranky. She just wants to play. She thinks mm-hmm. it's time to play. And mommy is not in a playful mood. No. And I just, you know, we just sit there and we're like, okay, you play then. Or if she's crying. And I'm just going to We've had some cry sessions. My eyes. Yes. <laughs> we've had some cry sessions together where we like literally are rocking each other to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Does your husband just look at you like, 
you, you okay over there? Or <laughs> I feel like I have um, sheltered, I think is the right term, sheltered my husband from the full brunt of, mm. but I feel like no, the no father can take the full brunt that a mother takes, and that may be a little sexist, only because... We, A, they don't have the hormone fluctuation going through their system Mm-mm. already throwing them off the rails. B, they don't have the issue of creating or not creating milk mm-hmm. that your child will or will not drink, mm-hmm. you know? Um, those are things that just are physically impossible for them to understand what that feels like, mm-hmm. the weight of that. Um, so for him... Nighttime routines, it's just easier for me to do this, especially because I'm not working and he gets up early for work. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of our raw moments Mm -hmm. (laughs) he has not bear witness to because he's either been at work or in bed sleeping, which sounds awful, but it's he's either at work or it's the middle of the night. Right. Because first thing in the morning, she is a peach. She is wonderful. They love first thing like, in the morning. Wow, she's such a good baby. She's so awesome. You're Look like, at her <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you go through the daytime struggles of napping. Yeah. And then he gets home from work, and we're doing the dinner time routine. And he's like, let me love on my baby. Okay, I'll go make dinner. And I make dinner. And he's like, oh, she's ready to eat again. All right, why don't you eat this warm meal? I'll go feed our child. And I'll come back to this. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where I know I'm creating this environment. Yeah. And I know I'm the one dictating this environment. Yeah. And I think even if he stood up and said, hey, no, I'm going to make her a bottle. You go sit and eat something hot. I would be like, no, no, no. Because he has. Fine. He does that all the time. Yeah. He's like, you never get to eat hot food. I was like, no, I got used to things being cold after they've been hot. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten used to that. I would rather, you know, take care of my husband and take care of my child and feel accomplished that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, in satisfying that want, you let your actual mental well-being, physical well-being, kind of go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not saying that's for everybody. That's for me. It's like I don't feel accomplished if and I'm not saying every day I make a meal because sure. there's many a nights he's eating cold sandwiches. Yeah, but and there's nights that he cooks. Mm-hmm. You know, he like I said, he's a great partner. But I feel like the best partner in the world can still not understand what a birth like a mother that just gave birth mm-hmm. goes through. Mm-hmm. Um. So on that level. I think he does think that I've lost a few brain cells somewhere along the line. <laughs> like he's like, I don't know what, like the things I think would make you happy, you tell me not to do, but then you're angry that I didn't do them. <laughs> has that caused like a rift between you guys or have you like, how has your relationship changed and like um, morphed into a new mom and dad type of relationship? It is. De- I mean, it's, it's definitely changed things. Um, I think for us, you know, we've been together for a long time and mm-hmm. a long time. It was just the two of us, you know, we're in our 10th year. Nine of them was just about 
loving on your partner and making sure mm-hmm. your partner is happy and what kind of things can I do for my partner to make our life happy? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I am a mother bear and I have this cub. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want you to step up and help me with every single step, I don't want you to because you won't do it the right way. <laughs> you know, and it's those little things that in my brain. Spoken I, like a true woman. <laughs> I know that it's not logical. If he wants to fold the laundry that way, let him fold the laundry that way. But it's he, so wrong. But it's so wrong. It's so wrong. So wrong. If he wants to load the dishwasher that way, let him load the dishwasher. At least they're getting cleaned. But it's so but he needs to do it, run it, and unload it so that I don't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that the would trick. work. That definitely right? is a trick. Be that like, look, if work. you're going to do this, you have to do, do it all it the, the way. way. You have to do it and all the way. I, have, I, don't, I don't have to see it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I know. It's, it's definitely navigating a, it's navigating a new terrain. But I think mm-hmm. every relationship out there, you constantly evolve in your relationship yeah and i mean if you didn't that'd be you become stagnant and that's when it's like oh we were together for you know 30 years but just we haven't been happy for the last 20 right and how could your relationship not change after bringing new life into the world yeah and going through a miscarriage too i mean there's a lot yeah that goes with both of those things and again it's it's one of those things that he he physically didn't go through these things right so he can't understand that just like i can't understand his perspective no watching Uh, you go through those things watching the person he loves go Mm -hmm. through it Mm -hmm. i joke about it but it's quite honest i believe that he had more trauma from my birth than i did because i felt like my birthing experience i mean man that was easy in comparison to some of the things i've seen you know well we see a lot so i mean yeah yeah, I was, I had that f- uh, primary delivery textbook, what everybody wishes theirs was. Mm-hmm. Quick, fast, but like the painful portion was like three hours and then I was done. Mm-hmm. And then it was recovery time, you know. And recovery is okay because you've got a tiny little yeah. beautiful thing. That I don't think I slept for the first 30 hours that she was in not. this world. I was like, how am I supposed to sleep? have to watch her sleep (laughs) (laughs) what what happens if i'm not watching her sleep (laughs) um then she she, you're sleeping and she's sleeping and you guys are both okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh but for him i think too being in the in the labor and delivery world Mm -hmm. yeah i was prepared for the worst case scenario but i also knew what the best case scenario was which is i believe what we had yeah but for him, what he saw for the very first time was extremely traumatic. Yeah, even if lot. it was quick and fast and quote unquote, I hate using the word easy with labor, but as far as the terms of labor goes, all things considered, I had a pretty good one. Yeah, it was still very traumatic for mm-hmm. him, and I think that he <laughs> is still maybe regressing back to some of that trauma at times especially when he hears her cry Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know he's like let me check her butt let me make her a bottle i'm like she just she just ate she's not hungry this is her only form of communication so it could just be that she's tired it could be that you're holding her the wrong way yeah and he's like how am i supposed to hold her this is what you learn (laughs) um 
I'm getting off topic here, but yeah, I mean, it, it, everything that you do or don't do, it has an interaction with your partner. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've always been a very independent woman Mm -hmm. and he's known that since day one. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things that I do, I'm like, here, I'll just do it here. Just let me do it Mm -hmm. here. Just let me do it. He's like, well, I can help. And he makes that statement a lot. He's like, well, I can do this and I'll just get up and do it. And there is part of me that's like, if you can, you should. But then I know that if he did, I'd be like, no, it's okay. <laughs> Don't I got do it. it. I got it. <laughs> so Bye. in other words, great man. Does very well. <laughs> Relationship has changed a little bit. It has changed. But uh, but it makes you, I mean, I think it's made me self-reflective, knowing that mm-hmm. a lot of the things that bother me are things that I create as far as mm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, allowing mm-hmm. him to take those reins because this is my baby, but right. this is our baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, it's very hard. It is. Even with your with your partner, you well, know? Well, too, because, you know, you spent the first 40 weeks mm-hmm. growing that thing inside you. You were protecting them. You were feeding them. I mean, passively, but still. But still. And so then when they come out and then – you, you, you got to share them. Mm-hmm. Got to share mm-hmm. them with their dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the family. And the rest of the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got I got a family. That's yeah. for sure. Has uh, that been an interesting experience? Because you said you've got your sister has the four kids. My sister has the four. Mm-hmm. Her oldest 19. Her youngest is two. And, uh. They live next door to my parents. My parents are a, little, a bit older, further along. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm an older mom, so, you know, my dad's 80. My mom is 63. Neither in great health. And so we have a bunch of family around us, mm-hmm. but I still feel like I don't have family around because I don't feel comfortable asking my sickly older parents would you watch my kid for a minute and my sister she like i said she has four now granted two of them are older but her two younger ones are six and two the six-year-old is on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and managing that household you know it's one of those things i don't want to add to their plate right and then this is going to sound really messed up but i also they wouldn't do it the way i do it yeah. And so there's that control thing. That does not sound messed up at all. Um, <laughs> control freak. I've tried to fight that term my entire life. Yeah. But I feel it's only um, been added to becoming a mom. Like, yeah. You have been in control, like you said, mm-hmm. the whole 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, what I eat affects them. What I mm-hmm. drink affects them. What I put into my body, I'm already thinking about how it's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has that mindset no. for this child. No. <laughs> they didn't have to. For Why this would they? child. <laughs> I'm sure they had that mindset <laughs> if and when they were pregnant with their child. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Not everybody. Not everybody. Um, and I grew up with a very protective mom. My mom was very protective, very strict. And I told my husband, I'm like, I don't want to be that strict. I don't know how not to be, though. I don't want her to go anywhere. I don't want her to do anything. I don't want to put her in any danger. I don't want, you know, I just want the perfect life for her. And I think that's one thing you have to get over. 
and I'm working on getting yeah, over. But I think too, though, like perfect is a little maybe looser of a term because if you're speaking in relative to a life that you had or a life that your partner had that you would rather you know provide your kid with more than what you were given as a child or yeah safer um safer upbringing or whatever then I mean that 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 might be perfect for you yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah no I I, I could see that like a protection thing almost yeah like I want to give them everything possible because maybe I didn't have that Mm -hmm. this is almost starting to sound sound like a therapy session here I love it (laughs) Well, isn't that what it's about, though? A little bit. <laughs> kind of just, like, working through stuff. Yeah. Because yep. I know that, like, for me, taking my kids on vacation, like, I, as a kid, I mean, we, I, I was one of three. My parents weren't, you know, money makers, and our vacations were camping, and we went to Vegas a couple times. So mm-hmm. it wasn't anything, like, grandiose or yeah. whatever. And not that I'm going to take my kid, you know, across the country or anything, but... Took him to Disneyland. That's huge. And that was like, for That's me, huge. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm taking my kids to Disneyland, you know, because I feel like I didn't have that as a child. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel like a successful parent. Yes. So yes. it's like satisfying something that it's you relative. maybe didn't have, yes. you know. It absolutely is relative. And and 100% agree on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I, my husband and I both grew up from meager means, you know, so we're like, any sport she wants to do, we're going to do it. Right. If she wants to learn to ride horses, we're going to do it. Yeah. If we're, you know. Whatever. If she wants to spend $25 at the book fair, she's going to get 25 <laughs> She's getting all the posters. She's getting all the posters. Uh, she's not just getting the, the 25 cent eraser top. No, If they're no. even 25 cents anymore. I, they're probably at least a dollar now. <laughs> at least. They've yeah. got to be She's not going to be the kid that doesn't have the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. But it stems from that, like, not, and not saying that, like, me personally my childhood wasn't good no just saying that like that's why it's like i'm overcompensating yeah (laughs) maybe a little (laughs) i feel like when you i think every parent out there wants their kid to have better than they had yeah and especially if you grow up like my parents um grew up a business while they were raising my sister Mm -hmm. and i and my sister and i always refer to it as like the the favorite child because it always came first Mm -hmm. so uh, family vacations, you know, if you're lucky, you got a, you got a weekend thing. And my parents do not, do not, do not camp. They don't do it. Um, my first camping trip, I was like 27 do years old. Do, it. do not, can I repeat, they do not do the outdoors. So that was not an option. <laughs> uh, I think the best we got was like a weekend at the beach, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I want her to experience things like, and we've already decided, like, she's our one and only. That way we, A, we're older. We're both mm-hmm. nearly 40. Mm-hmm. Um, B, when you have just one, you always know who did it. Like, <laughs> she will never be able to be like, it was who? It was your dad? Because I know it wasn't me. <laughs> um but then you, you can a lot to, yeah. to, to take those little family trips. Mm-hmm. I told my husband, I was like, she's going to be the girl that is allowed to bring her friend on vacation. We're going to yeah. be those parents that take, take the friend. For the whole trip. The whole trip. The can whole you take thing. my kid? Can she be her friend? <laughs> can she be her friend? <laughs> I was like, we're, 
going to She's do up that. for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I totally get what you mean. Like, and, and that initial, like, they're not going to do it the right way because it has to be perfect. It's yeah. it's kind of like all in that, like, realm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get the newborn pictures. And I'm like, oh, man. I didn't realize you need to book those things, like, six months out. Oh, yeah, dude. You got to. And then, like, we, you know. You got to be on like, top of that. The only pictures we have are, are on our phone. But you know what? They're great pictures. Yeah. And they're from the get. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Literal. <laughs> literal the get. <laughs> So you could do like one year pictures. Oh, I'm planning it. Yeah. We need to do some family photos. Yeah. We need to do like one year. We need to do Christmas. Right. Um, but that was the other thing is like at best we had school pictures. Family photos were never yeah. like those little hallmarky things. You From know? Sears. Yes. Go to Sears and just. Eh. <laughs> Glamour shot it up. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. You know. Um, you want to be a Hallmark mom. I do want to be a Hallmark mom so bad. I want decorations for every season. I want, I lived. You got your Easter decorations out yet? No, I don't have any Easter decorations. Next year. (laughs) I know. This year you buy them on clearance. Yes. For next year. (laughs) Yes. 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 I had a roommate that she, and this is pre-kids, pre-spouses. It was just the two single girls. Mm -hmm. But I would come in and whatever the season was, I was like, oh, look at our house. Our house has bows, like literal <laughs> bows for Christmas. She would spritz them with water so they wouldn't catch, like, wow. from the tree. Wow. Bows. Bows, not bows. 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 Up in, yeah. So I was just oh, like, dear. that's what I want to do. I aspire. I aspire to, to have all the holidays celebrated in my household. <laughs> that's cute. You know, that way, you know, she's like, my mom's that dumb mom that puts everything up every holiday. She's like, yeah, guys. I can't go out this weekend because like my cinnamon. mom needs me to break down the house with her. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, that is just all. Did did you think that you wanted that before you had her? I or was, was, Or did that come, like, after you had her and you just, like. We're like, God, I just, I see your face and I just want to give you the world. I would say, I would like to say it was after I saw her, I was inspired by all this, but mm-hmm. it was definitely um, all through childhood. I was like, if I have kids, I'm going to be that mom that like makes cookies with them mm-hmm. in the afternoon after school. And we talk about how school was very messy. and then they happily <laughs> go to their room and do their homework. And, and like, I, I had, again, ignorant, <laughs> Like, not real world. And then even when I was an adult, um, before I met my husband, I was like, I will be the cool auntie forever. I'm fine with that. Then I met my husband, and I was like, well, I guess we're going to do this family thing. But it's going to be the best thing ever. Because we're going to be a Hallmark family. We're going to do all the pictures. (laughs) We're going to do all the holidays. We're going to go on the family vacations. We're going to do the fun things. We're going to get ski and we're going to... Yeah. <laughs> that is intense. <laughs> you know, just... I wanted... Just everything. I wanted everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes comes from coming from a household where it was like, you know, in, in my younger years, we broke furniture down to burn it to keep warm. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in dire straits at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want her... To even be concerned with my bills or our household bills. Yeah. Like, our money troubles should never 
be in her realm. Right. Period. Until she's older and starts making her own money. And sure. then it's like, hey, so welcome to the real them. world. Mm-hmm. I will teach you about mm-hmm. this. But prior to that, because it was such a big thing when I was a kid, constantly broke. We constantly can't afford this. We, we make do. My parents did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. My sister, a uh, sickly kid at a young age, took up a lot of money to keep her alive. Mm-hmm. And so if it wasn't the business, you know, being able to get time off when you own your own business, you can't do that really. Not the way we were bringing up our business. So all of those things compacted from your childhood, Mm -hmm. they revisit you after you've had a child in the form of postpartum. (laughs) (laughs) Once you've pushed this kid out, you have set the bar so freaking high in your own mind that you're like... Now I have anxiety because this is what I must achieve. Yeah. My child Gold. must never go without. <laughs> My child must have what they need before they know they need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That anticipation. I'm going to make sure. And, and it's one of those things I'm working through right now because I'm like, you are not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Your kid needs to have hard knocks. Your kid needs to know to an extent. Yeah. That feeling of overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe not the way that we had to learn as kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to that extreme. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find that balance right now in my postpartum journey. And luckily, she's <laughs> only five months. And luckily, all of this in only five months. All of this at only five. The ripe old age of five months. Good Lord. I'm going to look back at this Avery and be like, that is when I decided I'm not going to try as hard for you. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn on your own yeah oh gosh tough kid (laughs) you know it is it really is and Mm -hmm. did that ever cross your mind like I remember when I had my first kid people would be like gosh you want to have you're gonna have a baby like it's just such a world you know and I used to think that I would have kids to raise kids better than to be better people yeah um to put to some change. good into the world. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. did you did you face that challenge like, gosh, this, this scary world that I'm bringing this little baby into? Yes. Yeah. I still, um, I have to rein myself in because mm-hmm. I feel like that is a rabbit hole that all moms can just fall head first into. Totally. This world is so dangerous. You look it back, especially, especially being a mom of a little girl. Mm-hmm. You look back at all the struggles you have had mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, I was assaulted at the ripe old age of five years old at a daycare. And so I'm like, I'm never letting anybody ever watch my child. Right. Never. If I can find a way to become independently wealthy and protect my child for her entire life. I the lottery. Yes. Yes. My mother plays for the family. She hopes. Perfect. She hopes that Thanks, she wins. Thanks, Mom. So Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, you know, and it's one of those, it's, it's. If you focus too much on all the negative in the world, mm-hmm. you will get sucked into that. Yeah. At least for myself. It'll consume you. It absolutely will to the point where it's like, well, I'm not leaving this house. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And especially having these children post-COVID. You have COVID. You have RSV. And those are things you can't see. Mm-hmm. On top of all of the cretins that are out there in the world (laughs) that that like to take advantage of those, you know, there's all these things. And it's like knowing all these things, at what point, like, how do you protect 
your child from these things, but also prepare them to protect themselves from these things. Yeah. And at what stage? Obviously, five months is a tad oh, early. early. So mm. it's just a touch a early. A wee bit. A wee bit early. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon but as like she can throw a punch. There. <laughs> those yeah. thoughts are already there. Yeah. Because you have this tiny human mm-hmm. that you're taking care of, and eventually she's going to be a child, and then she's going to be a teenager, you know, like, it's, it's, a, you got, I suppress all of that. I try to. Because I don't want to think about that. No, no, it's overwhelming. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's I a lot. There are so many subjects that are overwhelming that that, that as, a, as, as mom, as a new mom, that, and each one of them is like big, overwhelming. Right. It's not just like, eh. Yeah, and you, like, put those pieces together of this pie, mm-hmm. and it's amazing that we even survive, <laughs> you know? It is amazing that we as a mother, them as their our child, mm-hmm. survive and go out into this world, you know? I think that uh, it's one of those things where you want them to be protected, but you also have to remember that you can't protect them from everything Mm -hmm. and you can't be that barrier for them always right at this stage yes yes like i was at absolutely some lady came walking up to my cart and like touched the car seat and i was like because it was a a couple months ago and she had her little protective barriers on and they're like is there a baby in there and i was like that's a stupid question (laughs) yes that's she's sleeping well linda and then she starts touching my car seat okay first of all yes there's a child in there and i just told you she's sleeping and i don't know you i have never wanted to rip a woman's hand off of anything ever in my entire life as much as i did with her i was like who are you why are you get away from me i am just trying to get my creamer and my coffee and get out of here get away from my baby did you slap her hand no i just kept going yep she's sleeping bye Mm. i just kept going the walk off Mm -hmm. it is strange when people do that especially post-covid yes like give um, me six feet i'm pretty sure we literally just went through like a pandemic but six feet six yeah whole feet six whole feet whole feet get away (laughs) get away from me Oh. Or the little comments that people make. Those things I've found that some of them really, like, just rev my engine. Mm-hmm. The first time I took Avery out on my own, we went to the craft store. And she, of course, had a blowout while we were looking at frames. Always. And I heard it. And she just smiled at me. And I was like, oh, you tootin'. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> that, that kind of, I was like, okay. We just went through a couple more aisles. And then we went to find a bathroom. We get in the bathroom, and sure enough, it's everywhere. And I was like, okay, we're prepared for this. We have the extra We've outfit. Got this. We have the plastic bag to put the dirty clothes in. <laughs> we have all of it. And the, the craft store I was at, like, the baby changing table was by my knees. Like, I was literally bent 90-degree angle taking care of this baby. Oh, my And gosh. then this, I'm not going to say sweet old grandma. This grandma comes in, and she looks at Avery and Avery was probably, I don't know, seven or eight weeks old at this mm-hmm. point. She's like, oh, you didn't even want to leave the house today, did you? Excuse me, ma'am. And I just looked at her, 
And she's like, oh, little ones that small shouldn't be out. I had looked at her and I, I, I was speechless. What Just shocked. What do you say to someone that says inadvertently, because in my postpartum brain, I'm like, all I hear from this elder woman of our society, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You're wrong. What are you doing bringing that infant out in this world? And then, of course, she shit everywhere, too, so I must Not be wrong, mention. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so those kind of things send me into a world where I was enraged, angry at both this old woman and myself. Because was she right? Should right. I have just stayed home? Right. Yeah. You know? I know. It's... Everything sends you in First seven of all, different directions. She had no place to say that. Yeah, as my okay. back is breaking as I'm trying to change this child. Yeah. <laughs> like, no thank you. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you're the parent and you're doing the parental things. Mm-hmm. And you had to get out of the house. You couldn't leave your baby at home. Good Would Lord. she have rather you left her baby at home yeah. by herself yeah. at seven weeks? You know, I should have told her I did that before, but she breaks into the liquor cabinet every time yeah. I leave. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. I wonder what she would have said to that. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) But I mean, I totally hear you in that like thought of, am I doing it wrong? Mm. Did I do this? Did I make the wrong decision kind of thing? Because it, it, I mean, did that sit with you for a little while? It did. Yeah. Um, I have a group of friends and and some of them have um, some young children. You know, they're still in their kind of baby stage, Mm -hmm. two and under kind of thing. And I was blowing up their phones like nobody's business. Like, was I wrong? Did I do this wrong? Yeah. How did you guys put your baby down? Like, like I, that was a literal question I mm-hmm. asked. I was like, how do you put your baby down? How do you stop holding your baby? Mm-hmm. I cannot stop holding my baby. I can't put her down. The first, I think, week and a half, two weeks that she was home, she slept on my chest and we slept in my husband's recliner. I wasn't about, I would put her in the bed with us a couple times. And then one time I woke up from a nap and she wasn't where I had put her. And it's like, I shook all day long because what could have happened, mm-hmm. you know, every time I've had a question, I have to reach out. Am I doing this wrong? They're like, look, take a breath. <laughs> what you're doing is just fine. You will find your rhythm, especially mm-hmm. when it came to breastfeeding, when it came to after that first two weeks, I'm like, I know she needs to sleep in her bassinet. Like, I know mm-hmm. this is what is good for her. But how do you achieve this? Like, how right. – I don't want her to think that I'm abandoning her by putting her in her bassinet. Yeah, yeah. Because another rabbit hole yeah, that you go down. feelings. Well, I mean, that's so good, though, that you had people that you could reach out to and ask those questions because then otherwise you're just sitting at, you know, at home with it yourself thinking yeah. – you're doing everything wrong. Yeah. It's like I can't do a single thing right. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, she has been the most amazing baby. Yeah. So there hasn't, like, those moments have been frequent but not constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she is a happy baby. She loves to smile. She's loving to giggle. <laughs> she now enjoys eating so much. Yeah. <laughs> and she's five months, so are you guys going to be moving to solids we have started introducing yeah. some solids to oh, her. So um, she enjoys them. But now I feel like <laughs> we're constantly watching for poop. Like, has she pooped today? Was, did she <gasps> poop today? Yeah, we did the same thing. 
Ah, oh, it's been oh, like yeah, two we did days. The same thing. It's yeah. been like two days. Yeah. She went three days. Because when they're like on the boob, it's like they're so it. Mine were so regular. Yeah. But then when as soon as we started solids, it's like gosh, she hasn't pooped in like two days. No wonder she's so cranky. Yeah. Yeah. So Avery was like definitely a regular like. Every couple days she would poop. She didn't poop every day breastfeeding constantly. But she had her normal But she had her schedule. normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it kind of got altered. Some weeks she had more formula, and then some weeks she had more breast right, milk. Right, so right, right. her system was always kind of a little in flux. Um, so it wasn't unusual for her to go a day or maybe two days and then have a good poop. Mm-hmm. And it was like a full solid three days. And on day four, I was like, if she doesn't poop today, I'm calling the doctor. Yeah. You know, because she's making her little grunt sounds. She's stinking to high heaven. Oh. She's passing gas. I know things are working. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want her oh, to be struggling. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's so sad. Because <laughs> we had tried um, a little bit of cream of wheat with some blended up green beans mm-hmm. um, and carrots. I think they had carrots in there. And then it was like from that day, it had been three days since she pooped. And I was like, did we? Was there something wrong? Did we yeah. give her the wrong thing? Yeah. And then she finally had a good poop, and it was more. And my husband got scared because he opened her diaper and wasn't expecting it. He went whoa, but loudly. And then Avery started crying, and I'm like, oh, "What happened?" Oh. He's like, "I just wasn't expecting it. It's just a lot." <laughs> and I was like, "You scared her." He's like, "It scared me." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's scared. Everybody's scared. Um, but. I went and got her some prunes to try, try oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit of, yeah. get a little regularity right. in there. So, um, but at this, what do they say? Food before one is for fun is, yeah. is a saying that I heard from somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I mean, granted, I'm not worried about her nutritional needs because she's getting all that from breast you milk. You got the nutrition. <laughs> but it is fun. It yeah. is so much fun to watch her, like, explore with things and, and learn with her, like, <laughs> something as simple as a spoon yeah so we're feeding her with a spoon and she wants to grab it i'm like go ahead take the spoon yeah. and then she shoves it to the back of her throat and i'm like don't oh. take the spoon <laughs> don't ta- mom sorry mom this is a learning process for us both we're both learning <laughs> we're both learning <laughs> and you know she gets all red in the eyes because she choked herself oh, a little gosh. bit <laughs> oh my gosh and i was like okay so lesson learned i looked at my husband i was like don't give her the spoon she's yeah. not good with not it not yet not yet she's not good. we're not there yet <laughs> she enjoys the spoon just don't let go of it <laughs> Is it sad to watch her like be moving to these next steps or you just, it's sad, but like exciting. Yes. You know, what gets me is changing the clothes out of the dresser. Oh my gosh. Uh, It breaks my heart because it's like, I want to save a couple things, you know, here and there. But if I saved everything I wanted, I would have all of her clothes still. (laughs) They wouldn't be in boxes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's definitely... I'm so excited for everything that she learns in the mm-hmm. next stage and the next progression. You know, I think as a parent, you're constantly thinking of like, God, what are we going to do when she's a teenager, when she's a kid and starts yeah. doing crafts? Yeah. And and I'm like, no, I don't want her right. to get there yet. Slow down. Can we slow it down? Can you actually regress? If you could go back <laughs> and be small again, like I want to do this again. Can we, can we redo? Yeah. Um, like I said, she's our only one. She's she's gonna be our one and done. But about six at six weeks postpartum, I looked at my husband after I got done, you know, feeding her, and she was quiet and happy, and we were all quiet and happy and just sitting in the living room. I was like, I see why people do this again. 
<laughs> He's like, really? I said, yeah. 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 I'm like, the whole labor amnesia is a real thing for some people. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a real thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know there was pain. Right. Duh. Right. Like, there was pain. Duh. <laughs> Duh. There was pain. But it was so temporary. So right. short term. And I think I I would definitely do it again if I were younger. Mm-hmm. If I were... Uh, financially better off, mm-hmm. I would probably definitely look into. Would you say independently wealthy? Is that yes? If I were independently wealthy, <laughs> I would probably be knocked up right now. <laughs> no, not quite. We're still we're still enjoying yeah. <laughs> her, but um, yeah. If I were independently wealthy, that it would probably definitely change the game the, the game a little mm-hmm. bit. But there's that, as much as I want that little baby again, mm-hmm. I want this baby to right continue now. to have mm-hmm. whatever it is she wants, yeah. you know? All the Short erasers. of spoiling this child. Like, we're going to try our best not to spoil <laughs> this child. We want her to appreciate everything, but we don't want her to want for anything. This, those mental... Um, mind games or Mm -hmm. wars that you wage in your own brain is nothing I ever expected like going into this yeah you know going into becoming a parent you're like yeah I want I want what's best for my kid but then you're like I want what's best I don't want her to ever want but at the same time she can't be that person that gets everything they want Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. because you know those people because you know those people (laughs) You've worked, you've lived, you've gone to school. Mm-mm. You you know who you these know people, those people are that just don't understand why you're reacting that way. Because the world doesn't revolve no, around you, sweetie. Sorry. Like my world revolves around you, yes, but I yes. am one of billions yes. in this world. And also your mom. Yeah. It's my job yeah. to revolve. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's definitely one of the things I did not expect going into motherhood. Um, I didn't expect either the longing for my single independent days. Love, Mm. love, love my child. Would never change anything about it. Mm -hmm. But even if you, like, you can verbalize and you can know that after you have this child... You will never be alone for multiple years because mm-hmm. this child mm-hmm. is going to be so dependent upon you. Like, you get it. You know it. But, like, you don't really get it. Right. Until you're until every you're single day living in that trench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't even remember what it's like to just get dressed on my own anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you shower. know? Take a shower and not, like, yeah. worry about it. <laughs> to be able to roll out of bed when it pleases me. Get into a shower, brush my teeth, take a moment, and and my hair. Be able to blow dry and straighten my hair if I should so please, and apply all the layers of makeup. All the layers, not just the ones to get you by. That's that's what I have on right now. Oh, that's and then like the rehash where it's Mm -hmm. like I put it on yesterday, I didn't wash it off yesterday. No, the mascara still kind of looks okay. You just kind of bend the lashes up a little bit so it looks like they're freshly applied. <laughs> you pinch the cheeks and you and you call it good. Like throw a little brown on your brows and you're good. Makes you look a little human. A little. But I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's 
it's different. It is. But as much as I relish the memory of those days, Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine my life without my child now. Yeah. Isn't it weird? It is so weird weird. how extreme opposite polar your mind has these thoughts. Yeah. Just like a... Yeah. Constant mind. I remember going out to dinners or going to the, you know, I, I was never a club goer, but I like to go out and play pool and go, you know. Yeah. Remember when we used to do that just willy nilly when just willy nilly like on a Wednesday oh, night? A, I was going to say go. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> or Thursday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, girls. Yeah. Get it. Let's it's go just, get it. It's just different now. It is. And, you know, Friends that don't have kids don't get that. No. And that's okay because no. that's not the life that they live. So when you're, when you're really feeling down or being like, gosh, I just, I long for those days, then that's when you go to your quote unquote mom friends. Yes. And she's like, remember? And that's why you go out as a mom mm-hmm. with your mom friends. Yeah. Go get drinks yep. and all of that stuff so you'll get it's twisted like, with other moms that their twisted is about your twisted yes, where it's just yes, enough yes. <laughs> but not too much to where when my baby wakes up in the middle of the night i'm gonna right. be hating life <laughs> right mom friends are the best yes yes but um which is why we're having a mommy play date yes next week so excited yeah that'll be really so fun. excited i'm trying to pick out avery's outfit already i'm like <laughs> It's gotta be cute. Mike, it'll Mike, it'll be lucky if she, you guys will be lucky if she has clothes on. Both of them, actually. The one older one, I swear she never wears pants at home, and the one younger one, well, you know, whatever dad puts her in in the morning, I don't care. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. My sister's youngest is two, so we get we've had and little girl tons of hand me down clothes. Oh yeah, right. Because we didn't know what the sex was, so we didn't, like, really buy it. I'm like, no, once the kid gets here, like, then we can the buy money. clothes. Yeah. It's fine. And really, she just recycles through, like, when we're at home, like, the first couple months when you're just home and you're not really going anywhere, she cycled through, like, six favorite outfits. Yeah. All the other clothes, never even got worn. Yeah. The zippers. The zippers. Those yeah. are the best. You really shouldn't buy anything else. <laughs> uh, I hate snaps. Zippers. <laughs> and when people give me things with snaps, love you. It's so cute. She's never going to wear it. Never going to wear it. Ever. <laughs> uh, one of our friends uh, that we worked with, she got me this thing that had magnets in it. Magnets. No snaps. No zipper. Magnets. Magnets. And I was like, oh, this is so brilliant. Uh-huh. And it is until your kid starts outgrowing it, because then she's just Supermaning all Bust, over the place, busting out of it, <laughs> like, out of it. popping her yeah. magnets open. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all about the Target footy onesies, mm-hmm. the Cloud Island brand. Yes, they're yes. the best. They're the cutest. Yes, they like the sizing is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some of these baby clothes, the sizing is like just it's ridiculous, awful. Like, there's a three month outfit here. That you fit into, but you can't fit into the three to six month outfit yeah. that's right next doesn't to it. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. I don't know sense. what they're doing, but they need to fix that. Anyways, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to postpartum. <laughs> Sorry. <Back on> track. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to share with people that you feel like you might have gone through alone or something, or something that you really want to tell people? Just about the postpartum period. 
I feel, and this is going to sound scary, but (laughs) it's not, but I feel alone the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I say that even though I have friends to reach out to that A, are nurses (laughs) and have worked labor and delivery. And then I have friends that are (laughs) what I call our seasoned moms. They have multiple kids. They've done multiple kids under two or they, they just have a lot of kids. It's like I have those resources to reach out to and it's so great when you have those familiar resources. Mm-hmm. And then the hospital sends you home with these pamphlets that I put together of all of these. <laughs> <laughs> that was my job at work. Literally put together. So Literally. Folders. Um, but it has all these phone numbers yeah. of in resources. your area, yeah. these resources. If you got the baby blues, call these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though you have all of these resources, even though I was fully aware of all of these resources, and I had an amazing husband that got an entire month off to be at home with me, I felt so alone. But it was one of those things where, even though I felt alone, I knew A, that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm that this little island of loneliness was kind of a creation of my own. Mm -hmm. Um, But also that if I needed, when I needed, I could reach out. And it felt good to reach out. Mm -hmm. But then it was also like recoiling back, okay, I got my little tidbit of what I needed. Now back to my island. Back to my lonely island. Yeah. That's me and this kid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I give it up for single parents out there, male or female, otherwise. Um, Because as much as I allow my husband to help, Mm -hmm. it is a huge help. And I couldn't imagine day in, day out, not having those resources. Right. So it's awkward and scary to say that I still felt alone the whole time. Because I feel like the hormones that are excreted in our body... Mess with your mind because you do have these two extremes where you are the happiest you've ever been in your entire life and at the same time the most broke down you've ever been in your life physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, Avery's delivery was pretty excellent, but I still had a second degree tear. Mm -hmm. I did it unmedicated. I have labor amnesia, so I know it hurt. Yeah. And I know my recovery was bloody and messy and and, and stitched and, and the business. The business. <laughs> the, the business was happening. We know what the business is, people. We know. If you've been, if you know, you know. Is that what they say? <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but it, it, it still feels so lonely, even though yeah. you know women have been doing this forever. Forever. And they, there are women out there that do it with far fewer resources than I have. And there's women out there that do it with a far more resources right. than I have. Right. Um, I think it's still, it's just, it's just created a way that you do. You just feel alone. Mm-hmm. Even talking it out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Even going over the things. When it comes down to it, you're the one that's up in the middle of the right. night. Exactly. Whipping your boob out yet again yeah. for your kid yeah. to tug on it, you know. Um, and that's hard. And it is. It's hard to feel alone when you have people around you. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me personally, and everybody's journey is different. Right. 
for me personally, it's like I identify these things that some would say I need therapy for, possibly medication mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. I feel as long as I can identify them and verbalize them, that mm-hmm. I still have a control over mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously for me, control is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, my best friend and my worst enemy. Yeah. At the same exact yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> so many subjects out there are your best friend uh, and your greatest enemy in your postpartum period. Right. You know? I just... Like I said, it's, it's one of those things that you can't adequately put into words mm-hmm. in even a single vein of what you are going through. Right. But it's so worth it. Right. And it definitely is. It yeah. so is so worth it. But wow. You know? <laughs> wow. I feel like that's what people feel like when they get to the top of Everest. Like, good yeah. Lord. <laughs> but will you look at that view? <laughs> you yeah. Know? I like that. <laughs> it's definitely an Everest. Mm-hmm. Because, man, you could die. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate thing. Literally, you could yeah. die. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. It is takes your breath away mm-hmm. it puts you through hell it, mm-hmm. it batters your body it batters your mental capability your emotional capability but man once you get there it was all worth it and it'll continue to be worth yeah, it because day in and day wow mm-hmm. look at this amazing creature that just content everything is brand new to them and everything is amazing to them mm-hmm. And that is like the best medication I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's pretty cool to watch. It is. It's very cool to watch. I made that. I did that. That's mine. <laughs> I've done a lot of cool things in my life, but yeah. that is definitely the coolest thing I've ever done. Number one. <laughs> Number, Number one. one. For sure. Well, thank you. Hey, it's been my pleasure. For coming on and sharing your story. I think that with this, we're hopefully going to help a lot of people not feel so alone in their journeys and mm-hmm. um that's the main goal so i'm getting everyone's stories to share and so i'm glad that you had the time to come out and record yeah i look forward to hearing it i know me too <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you mm-hmm.